Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And anti-Semitism makes us all less safe and worry that your own child might suffer the horrors that six-year-old Wadia did in Illinois. I can't believe I have to say this, but Palestinian people are not disposable. I'm sorry, I have no time to wait for Rashida Tlaib's crying. Weird for someone to make that statement. Palestinian people, Palestinian children are not disposable. While calling for genocide of Jews. She's flanked by Cori Bush and Andre Carson and Ilhan Omar and Pamela Jayapal and Ayanna Presley, All supporting her calling for genocide of Jews. The censure of Rashida Tlaib isn't anywhere near enough. Throw her out and throw the rest out. Well, Tony, they're black or they're Muslim. I don't give a damn. Calling for genocide is a reason to leave Congress. I didn't know we'd have to have a debate here. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. Andre Carson is just down the road in Indianapolis. Rashida Tlaib, the the one who was censured because she supported from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, said it's a call to freedom. No, it's a call to genocide. She's out of Michigan. Ilhan Omar in Minnesota. Ayanna Presley out of Massachusetts. Corey Bush, the one who lied about hands up, don't shoot. From St. Louis, Pramila Jayapal, who heads up the Progressive Caucus out of Washington State. Throw them all out. You think screaming like this? Representative Bush is going to get you somewhere. St. Louis and I rise today in opposition to this central resolution um, and also in opposition to the reckless manner that people in this house speak when they don't realize or don't care that they put targets on the backs of actual people, most of whom are black and brown, because of of, uh, a lack of care and a lack of understanding and a lack of seeing the humanity of folks who look like Rashida Tlaib. It's outrageous that my colleagues are blatantly, blatantly attempting to silence the only Palestinian American representative right here. Um, It's outrageous, but it's not surprising. And let me tell you, it's not surprising because this place is where 1,700 members of Congress, this elected body, enslaved black people. It's not surprising because they thought it was right. It's not surprising because this is a place where members continue to claim that the insurrection on the Capitol just appeared to look like a normal tourist visit. It's not surprising because this is the place where our black and brown staff members repeat speak of experiencing racism and sexism, Islamophobia, get pushed off of elevators, xenophobia and more right here in this workplace. This is the place. And let me say this. She mourns for the 1,400 Israelis. The gentlelady's time She mourns for the 10,000. And she will not stop. No the more. Time no time has more expired. Cease fire now. And she takes the, the death threats that you all send. That, that they the gentlelady is no longer speaker. recognized. Well, she made a heck of a point. Uh, Let me uh, say for the record, I don't care that you think I have an issue because you're black. I don't care about your claims of racism at all. You're calling for genocide. Rashida Tlaib called for genocide. You're backing it up. You're the problem. Do you see how easy this is, guys? Do you see how simple uh, this is? 
Oh, and she's not the only one losing her mind over this censure resolution that had nearly two dozen Democrats in support. Remember her claim that you just want to go after black people and brown people? How uh, about this as as a statement? Israel has an absolute right to exist as a Jewish democratic state and the ancestral homeland for the Jewish people who have faced pogroms, persecution, and anti-Semitism for centuries. The state of Israel, a safe haven for Jews, was viciously attacked on October 7th. Echoing slogans that are widely understood as calling for the complete destruction of Israel, such as from the river to the sea, does not advance progress toward a two-state solution. Instead, it unacceptably risks further polarization, division, and incitement to violence. Who said that? Hakeem Jeffries, leader of the House Democrats. So I'll let Cori Bush fight with him regarding who's a bigot. Tell me more, fellow Jew hater Ilhan Omar. What is true here is that every single one of them has not acknowledged the fact that Palestinians are dying in the tens of thousands. But we'll continue to say it is us who are not acknowledging humanity. Rashida will stand strong. The lady's time has expired. The movement will continue for liberation until every single expired. has the right to live in liberty. Gentlemen from Maryland is recognized. Sure. Living in liberty would be great. Who's arguing against living in liberty? How about getting rid of Hamas? Listen to the screaming and the yelling in defending Rashida Tlaib. Why don't you put that effort into getting Hamas out? Hamas is the problem. Hamas has been the problem for years. Israel should have removed them years ago. The world should want to remove this terrorist organization. But that's not what they want. Why? Because a lot of them side with Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Andre Carson and Corey Bush. They want the Jews dead. And then you have the apologists like Representative Dingle who want you to know that, whoa, 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 whoa. This phrase can mean anything. American and every other member of this body has. And this resolution is an attack on that fundamental right. I spent all weekend in Michigan this last weekend talking to all the communities about the meaning of this phrase. And there are very strong feelings on all sides. And it's very clear that people interpret words in different ways. Personally, I choose not to use a phrase that is offensive to some and that many perceive as a threat. But I also take seriously living in a country that does not respect, restrict, So people can take the phrase from the river to the sea differently? No, No, they can't. What kind of apologist freak are you that you would that you would take a look at at such a statement? Which is a clear call to genocide, an admitted call to genocide. It is admitted and say, oh, someone could see that differently. Is that right? No, wait, hold on. That is not right. That is not right at all or in any way. It can't be taken 
any other way. It is what it is. Why is Representative Dingle trying to somehow make you think, well, it all depends on what your definition of the word is, is. It's a call to genocide. Look at the work that the political left is doing to defend, to defend this bigot. It's pretty ugly stuff. I mean, it's pretty ugly stuff. The question is why? And what will we do about it as rational people? Well, first, uh, anybody who donates to these candidates is out of their mind. Oh, you're a Democrat. Uh, and so you were supporting Democrats. Well, that's over. These aren't Democrats we're supporting. So that's number, number one. Number two, one has to continue the pressure and censure for Rashida Tlaib is nowhere near enough. Expulsion is the answer. If you want to know why there is a lack of moral clarity, why there is um, rot, well, here you go. The Republicans removed Steve King from committees and eventually he was gone from Congress. Rashida Tlaib should not be on a single committee. Why haven't the Republicans moved forward on this? Ilhan Omar should not be on any committees. These people supporting a call to genocide should not be on committees. Who are the Republicans going to run against her in this area of Michigan, which is going to be very, very hard to do? I I get that. I get that. I understand it, Kitten. Why isn't this the 24-7 story? Republicans are radical you're calling for genocide and say it every day. Every day, every speech in the House of Representatives should start with shame on Rashida Tlaib and Andre Carson for calling for the genocide of the Jewish people. And then go on to your thing. Every speech, every day, Representative Rashida Tlaib and Congressman Andre Carson have called, be there directly or indirectly, for the genocide of the Jewish people. That's disgusting. Then go talk about whatever it is you want to go talk about. It's exactly the thing to do. 100% the thing to do. Don't stop. It should be the conversation everywhere. This is what elected officials do. Well, Republicans, they were defending an insurrection. You mean a riot. Some of them defended a riot. You could say so. These people want you dead. Well, they want me dead, and then they want you dead. And yet somehow, this is just normal. This is just fine. It's not fine. I don't care how much Rashida Tlaib cries. Her tears don't mean anything to me. She wants me and my kids dead. You think I give a damn if she cries? You think I care whether Cory Bush, Representative Bush, claims I have an issue because of race? You think it matters what Congressman Andre Carson squawks about? No. Not at all. Not at all. The truth matters. And it matters greatly. 
The Democratic Party is lousy with Jew haters. And um, this clearly seems to me to be the kind of thing that's just the beginning. I'm Tony Katz. The Just Stop Oil people should all be sentenced to life sentences in jail. Life in prison, can we do this? That would be helpful. Who are the Just Stop Oil people? These are the people who destroy artwork. These are the people who uh, glue themselves to the floor or the wall or something. And then they think they can stop traffic. And then they're amazed they get run over. When I watch the people stopping traffic and the cars just keep going, they're going slow, but they're going. And those being run over are yelling, stop. Well, why? Why should anybody stop for you? You chose this. You chose to be a human speed bump. Now we're going to see how it works. Oh, Tony, that's disgusting. No, disgusting is thinking that because you have a belief, you can stop traffic. You can stop people from their mobility. You can stop them from flowing in a lawful way. All they're doing is driving down the road. And you think because of your twisted ideological nature, you can stop them. That kind of hubris needs to be met with a force. And that force is sometimes a Kia Sorento. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? By the way, the Kia Sorento poll. Not, not, not bad. Not even a sponsor. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. Uh, what were they just uh, destroying? Uh, they took hammers um, to uh, the, uh, uh, to uh, Rokebi. Is it Rokebi? Venus? This was painted back in 1651. It's in the London National Gallery and they hit it with hammers. Why didn't anybody stop them? Why didn't anybody stop them? Why didn't anybody tackle them? Oh, yeah, they've got hammers. You know what? You got to give it a try. You can't let these people get away with this stuff. Destroying art? They're ISIS. Only ISIS... Attempts to destroy art, not attempts, does. They don't want you to have this connection. Now, never mind how important oil is and how valuable oil is and how good oil is. Sorry, facts are facts. You don't have anything to replace it yet. Maybe one day you will. Today you don't. We need the oil. We need the art. Who said you could destroy the art? Who said you could block the traffic? It's the same thing. It is the hubris. It is the ego by which they think they're allowed to do these things. And the answer is no. And they have to be met with force. I came a 2,000 miles or how far is it from from Indiana to, to London? Can someone do that math for me? I flew a certain distance of miles. Wait, I'm going to London. Do I have to call it kilometers? I flew at a certain distance of kilometers or miles, depending on which side of the pond you're on, in order to see this artwork, and you're going to destroy it? Nah. 
Now, why don't I just tackle you to the ground? We'll see what happens. I'll, de- I'll deal with the other parts later. I'm going to get charged with a crime? Maybe. In another country? That's got to suck. But, you know, the art stays. Also, if I could ask, you can get hammers into a museum? Note to self. Didn't know you could do that. I did not know that could happen. Uh, it should be noted that criminal damage in the UK has a maximum sentence of 10 years imprisonment. Where the damage value is less than 5,000 pounds, the case must be tried summarily and, and attracts a maximum sentence of three months imprisonment and or a fine up to 2,500 pounds. Um, I would say, I don't know what they consider the damage here uh, to the frame and to the, uh, to the glass in front of it, uh, but the painting's worth some 90 some odd million dollars. I only hope uh, that uh, the sentence is uh, pretty severe. But I would rather if we stood up to these people. Because there are, it's 3,992 miles, by the way. You would have to travel 3,992 miles. How many kilometers is that, though, uh, Producer Jason? That's the question. That's the question. You got to stand up to these people. Because... These people believe that somehow they're allowed to force you into a position based on the social contract. I've discussed this before. Follow me. They block traffic. You're not going to run over a person. They pay no regard to the social contract regarding decency and civility. You exhibit great restraint in respect for the social contract of civility. And they win. So let's start with a baseline. It's 6,424 kilometers, by the way. Thank you. Thank a crack team over there uh, at the HQ. It is not incumbent upon you to engage in some level of civility with people who want your destruction. What if you're driving an ambulance? Can you get the ambulance through? No, we have to stop the oil. I I am a believer, truly a believer, in the importance of art of all kinds, of paintings and of music and of books and of uh, uh, theater. Art matters. Art separates us from the animals. Art separates societies. Art, and an expression of the arts and a sharing of the arts, a free expression, desperately important. People who want to destroy that aren't desperately important. They desperately need to be knocked about. Why should they be allowed to get away with it? And I have to watch because of some social contract that says I can't tackle them to the ground? And what if I'm not strong enough to tackle them to the ground? Surely 50 of us are. Surely if we get together and say enough of this, it stops. And then the authorities can take them away. But you protect the art. A society that doesn't protect the art? That's, I mean, that, that's ISIS. But to me, it's the same as a society that doesn't protect the children. Although, I would protect the children first. It's not a society that's diseased and lost and empty and completely unworthy and with no chance for survival.
This is Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Unrelated to anything political going on, I think it's important to note a study that shows that if you smoke pot, you are at more of a risk for heart attacks and strokes. I think it's weird, personally. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? How you doing, kitten? Bad election night? Uh, Republicans taking it a bit on the chin there. You got you to gotta figure it out right quick. And yes, I do favor firing Rona McDaniel. She doesn't understand how to engage in the states. She doesn't understand how to engage nationally. The whole thing isn't about Trump. It's about winning. And one of the things you got to accept is that abortion is a front and center conversation. We've been talking about it. I've got more to say on it. But there are these two studies. Now, I want to say for the record that it's very possible to tell me these studies are a bunch of bunk. The people who who, uh, put forth these studies, high as a kite. Like, you, you you could tell me that, and I would totally, totally believe it. The studies on recreational marijuana and health seem to show that regular use has a negative impact on the heart and brain health. 150,000 people involved in this study from all walks of American society, as is reported. The relationship between lifestyle, biology, and environment, right? So it's it's this whole series of, of things. Daily use of marijuana, I got to figure out how much, we'll get into it. Raise the risk of developing a heart failure by about one-third compared to non-users. 156,999 healthy people it followed. Those who used marijuana had a 34% higher risk of developing heart failure during the first 45 months of the study compared to those who reported never using marijuana. And the risk was same, uh, the risk was same across the, 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 the spectrum. Age, sex, or smoking history. But I haven't been able to see exactly. Oh, here, here's a number. A total of, so remember, they looked at 156,999 people. 2,958 people developed heart failure. So that's under 2% of participants. Now the question is, what's the national average? Were these people, were, were, were these 159,000 um, across the United States or across uh, the, 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 the globe? No, American societies, right? It's across the United States. So what would be the number of people who would engage some level of heart issue to begin with? According to the study, They uh, took into account demographic and economic factors, alcohol use, smoking, and other cardiovascular risks associated with heart failure. Type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity. As is described by the lead author, prior research shows links between marijuana use and cardiovascular disease like coronary artery disease, 
heart failure and atrial fibrillation, or AFib, as it's often called, which can cause heart failure. Our results should encourage more researchers to study the use of marijuana to better understand its health implications, especially on cardiovascular risk. Well, nothing like a study to say, we need money for more studies. (laughs) That's gold. We need a study in order to tell you how many more studies we actually need. Uh, They did not differentiate in the study whether the marijuana was uh, smoked or whether or why whether it was a gummy via smoking or by mouth so i assume they mean gummy or some other way like like a whole bunch of pot brownies uh, the study defined marijuana use as not prescription intake or for medical use not using as prescribed or beyond its intended use so now i got to ask the question how much pot were these people smoking how much weed was actually being ingested I think it's I think it's an acceptable question. That seems to me to be an acceptable question. How much weed are we talking about here? Look, if you ask me, do I think weed should be legalized? I think that the I mean, my God, Ohio just put in the Constitution, didn't they? Or is that just abortion they put in the Constitution? It's it's there. People have said okay to it. Uh, I, I I don't have a problem with its legalization. I would have a problem with anybody who wouldn't want to talk about these studies. Oh, that's just a bunch of... I don't know if it's a bunch of... You just heard me ask the questions. Does it cover this? Does it cover that? Does it cover the other? Does it, but it doesn't mean that the study itself is is nonsense. Why do we think that... Why would anybody think that everything you smoke is 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 perfect? I'm a cigar smoker. I can show you FDA studies. I can show you other analysis that two cigars a day, two premium cigars a, a day, not, uh, you know, uh, things at convenience stores or, or things that have levels of fillers or flavors, etc. Premium cigars, hand-rolled cigars, nil health effects, N-I-L, nil, not name, image, likeness, nil health effects. But would a cigar smoker, by definition, have a higher chance uh, for, for example, oral cancers? Yeah, I mean, I think you can see that data. That the idea that that you think that everything, well, it's, uh, the, here's a study, so it's completely healthy. No, everything's got a risk. But there are rewards on the other side. I'm a cigar smoker because I enjoy it. I love the art form. I love the camaraderie. I love the silence. I love the flavor. I love everything about it. I love it. It is such a tremendous world and one that I want to be even more involved with, more passionately connected to. That's how great I think it is. So... I, I I accept the fact that there's some downside to it. Of course I do. There can be an issue with it that can come up. Of course I see that. But I know what the data says. I know where it's at. And I say I can live with that level of risk. I accept the terms. Which is exactly where people should be. They should be able to accept the terms and do it. Anybody who says that you can't talk about these studies or this study is just an attack on on pot smokers, I want to know more about things within the study. But data is data. And if you want to refute the data, you got to be able to do that with other data.
And I don't think any of this will change how states go about levels of legalization. It's weird. Living in Indiana, you're surrounded by states, Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, uh, Kentucky, all with legal weed. Only Indiana sitting here like, hi, my mom won't let me come out to play today. Afraid I'm going to skin my knee. Have fun at the playground. I'll miss you guys so much. Um... That that's Indiana. That is one hundred percent Indiana at this stage of the game. And the governor here, Eric Holcomb, has been like, it's it's not legal federally. So what do you what do you, what do you what do you want me to do? Why why would I even bother going down this road? The whole thing seems ridiculous. He's got an argument to make. The people are making another argument. Um give us weed. Or at least don't criminalize the weed. Maybe we don't even want the weed. We just don't want to go to jail for it. If we could just avoid the jail, that would be fine. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. I get the point. I I, I get their point. I think that's where um, America is in general. They're, 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 They're down. They're down with the legalization. So this is something uh, that that uh, uh, everyone's going to have to to get on board with. That they 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 want to they want a level of decriminalization, and you do that through legalization. But are there health risks? There there are there are, and it's okay to talk about them. And it's not an anti weed uh, statement to say, hey, by the way, if you're going to do this, boop, here you go. Here's what's possible. A lot of people want to immediately dismiss. You can't say that. Oh, you're just attacking. It's data. And there's, I don't understand the people who are afraid of data, who try and hide uh, from the data. I think it's all gross. I think it's all gross and terrible and nonsensical and ridiculous. Ridiculous stuff. Find everything at TonyCats.com, except weed. We don't have weed over at TonyCats.com. We just don't. Never have. I don't think we're going to start. We could we could sell some t-shirts. This is Tony Katz today. The border is still the top issue in America. Shouldn't be denied. Must have focus. And don't get me wrong, I'm focused on elections. I'm focused on the Jew-hating bigots who call for genocide, like Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, backed up by Congressman Andre Carson of Indianapolis and Congresswoman Ilhan Omar and and Ayanna Presley and, and the rest. Oh, from the river to the sea, that can mean anything. These people are pathetic. Then again, in my beloved Indianapolis, they reelected uh, the mayor. Uh, to a third term, they elected a socialist. And people are like, you don't even live here. You don't know. We're going to make the city great. Okay. I love Indianapolis. It's a weird thing to say you don't even live here. I I want it to be good. I want the murder rate to go down. I want the streets clean. I want the homeless off the street. I want uh, stores uh, to be open and bustling like it was eight years ago. It's not like that. And then you're like, well, what's wrong? It's It's such a weird argument. But you hear weird arguments all the time. Socialists have made nothing better. They can't make anything better because they don't make anything. They only take. They only take. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. But they want to be mad at me. 
They want to be infuriated with me. All right, be, be mad at me. What am, I, what am I supposed to do? All I'm doing is noticing how bad things have been and how the policies don't work and how you don't prosecute criminals and all the rest. And you say to me, you don't even live here. Okay. Look, I, I, I if you catch my morning show, if you've heard me, I, I, made, I made my warnings. I made my case. You did this. You got, you got to live with it. You're telling me I don't live in Indianapolis. I don't live in, the, in that city. So I don't get a say. All right, man. All right. You, let's see what you got. Can't wait to see it all get better with the same guy who's caused the problems and now you're electing socialists. No, it'll be, it'll be terrific for the taxpayers. And there's a part of this that I'm absolutely in favor of because the only way you learn is from pain. And when will these cities learn? They have to suffer for their art. This is what they want. Who am I to get in the way of what they want? Uh, The reason, by the way, that cities matter is that Indianapolis is the capital of Indiana. And if it thrives, then other cities have a chance to thrive. It it creates uh, opportunity. It creates opportunity. And also there is, as people are now texting me, the exporting of crime. People in Marion County who go to other counties and other places to engage in crime. So... Maybe things do radiate out, as I know they do economically, and uh, certainly uh, you, you could argue morally. It's the feel. You want the capital city to be a place that is thriving and is joyful. It's not. But if you don't want to admit it, man, hey, uh, that, that, that's okay. That's okay. You don't, you don't have to admit it. We know it. We know, but if you're if you're going to make it better, utilizing the same old people who don't want to actually prosecute crimes and want to simply win elections by screaming abortion and not making the city better, all right, I can't wait to see it get better. Can't wait to see it get better. The border is the top story. The border is the everything. And Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, who is always a treat, is asking the questions to the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Now, in 2023, this is Senator Hoven's chart. Um, how many, what percentage of the illegal immigrants who came across the southern border were not from Mexico? Do you know? Uh, Senator, I know that um, third country nationals has been uh, on the increase, the number of encounters. What percentage? I can of, certainly, I can certainly. You don't know, do you? I can okay. certainly. It's 71%. Okay are not people who are not from Mexico. So if we had a safe third country policy, that means that that, uh, 71% of the 8.4 million people that if you have allowed to come into our country illegally, let me be conservative and use 6.6 million because the 8.4 includes gotaways, 71% 71% of the 6.6 million people that you have allowed into our country illegally would not be hurt in any way. They could claim asylum from political or religious or racial persecution, but they would have to do it in another country, more than likely Mexico. Now, what he's referring to is the idea of a safe country, saying that our legislation regarding people coming across the border is if you're coming through a safe country like Mexico and you're claiming asylum in the United States, but you didn't claim asylum in Mexico, you don't get to claim asylum in the United States. You had to claim asylum in Mexico. 
and you'd be in a safe country. And so what John Kennedy is asking is, is that not the case? More than likely, Mexico. Is that not the case? Senator, that is an incomplete and inaccurate accounting of the safe third country. And did you not say when we last spoke and I proposed that you thought it was a bad policy? Senator, uh, let me um, share with you a prerequisite to a third safe third country agreement. And that is. No, uh, I'm almost out of time and I'm not going to let you filibuster, Mr. Secretary. Uh, Well, well, Senator, I I have to say that 60 minutes. Well, I'm just not going to let you do it. Senator Kennedy, if he can respond, you're out of time. It's my time, Madam Chair, and I'm going to use it the way I want. Your time is expired. Here's well, you let others go on. Here's what I think, Mr. Secretary. I think you're a smart guy. Now, there are only tw- one or two things going on here. Either you're not qualified to manage a Costco food court, or you believe in open borders. Senator and I Ken- think it's the Senator latter. Kennedy, your time has expired. How do you not love him? How do you not love him? It's, of course... Of course, if, if, if the argument is a sound policy and you're not willing to even look at sound policy, there have to be reasons. And it is obvious that this administration does favor, in many ways, an open border. We should really dig into the why. Because if you say it's all voters, we got to look into that as well. This is Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com.